Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionize your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast Series, and in fact, welcome to 2022, because it is my first podcast episode of 2022. And no interviews today, it really is uh, an episode that's totally focused on helping you make 2022 the most successful, happy and fulfilling year it possibly can be. And I think as we start the year, it's important to set our stall out because, you know, time can get away with us and we can end up um, not really having clarity on what we want to achieve in the year, getting to the end of the year and reflecting back and thinking that wasn't really the year I would have hoped it would have been, but I could have put more thought and effort into it. So I think we need to put more conscious effort into both planning it ahead and also thinking about how we're going to handle the day-to-day challenges that come along and all of the goals and things that we want to achieve for the year. So the most important thing to do, if you haven't done it already really, is just to reflect on the year gone. And I think it's good to do that. I think it's good to take the lessons from the previous year and also celebrate the good. I'm a big one in believing that we should really celebrate the, the good that happened. Uh, right at the back end of the year, I sat with my wife and we, we just I talked about the year gone and particularly focused on the things that had been good, the achievements, things that have gone well, both in personal and professional lives. And I think it's really important to do that. Um, And if you've not done this reflection exercise, there was a reflection worksheet that I made available at the back end of last year. If you'd like a copy of that, just drop me a line at Tony at the leadership training workshop.com and happily provide you with that. It's um, around about 23, 24 questions, which both enables you to reflect on the year gone, but also start to think about the year ahead. So if you've not gone through that exercise, first of all, definitely 2021 to bed take the lessons celebrate the achievements but then put it to bed because there's nothing more to be done with 2021 it's all about where you're going and what you're looking to achieve now you may be a person who likes goals new year's resolutions whatever it may be but it is good to have an idea of where you're heading uh, ahead in the future now to be honest my business year runs from september to august so i typically do this exercise more around the september time but then do it quarterly as well because you don't just do your sort of goal setting and planning for the year as a one-off exercise you, you need to revisit that and so really important to start thinking about what does the year ahead you know, what do you want it to look like what do you want to achieve and again both personally and professionally because we are human beings we have a we have a life outside of work and it's important that we don't lose sight of the things that we want to achieve outside of work as well as in it so there you go reflect on the year gone plot ahead and start thinking about where you want to be at the end of the year the end of the quarter in fact and then the end of each quarter Then the most important thing to do to make sure you actually achieve what you want to achieve is look at your habits and routines. Now, I've talked about these on previous podcast episodes, but it's important to examine what I call your sharks and your life, boys. There are habits which will support you, enable you to be the best version of yourself. And these are what I call your life boys. And it may well be at the turn of the year that you reflect and you think that there are some really good habits that have lost their way. 
I think none of us are perfect. Things can come along, particularly when you have a break for the festive season. Maybe some good habits you got into maybe have gone by the wayside a little bit. So good time to recalibrate and look at the habits that are going to support you, your life, boys, the things that will enable you to be the best person that you can be. And then look at the shark habits as well, the things that can take you down. And I know for one uh, that one of the things for me is spending too much time on the news. And I go through periods where I don't have much uh, much time at all on the news. I just pick it up really from listening to other people and snippets and things of what are going on. Because often the news is very, very negative, but it can lull you back in because you want to know what's going on in the world. So be careful about how much time you spend on the news. And for you... Reflect on the habits that you know are your sharks and things that you can take you down. And it may well be you want to stop or handle those and reduce the amount of time you're spending on them. So look at your sharks and your life, boys, yeah? your habits that will support you and take you down. And I think another important thing is to look at how you start your day. Because I think that the the routine for starting your day is is going to be really important about how each day passes during the year. So look at that routine that starts your day and look at the things that can help you. For me, for example, exercising in the morning, a little bit of Tai Chi, a bit of reading. So there are various things that I do to start the day. I've always planned my day the night before. So for me, uh, and I advise this anyway, picking up um, my plan and starting to crack on with the day as well. And maybe maybe you want certain checklists for your habits as well. I have a weekly checklist that I always go through on a Sunday to make sure I'm on top of things, both personally and professionally, so that I know that I've I've got to do certain things every week and I like to check through certain things. So for me, I've had a checklist in place for years now, which I go through on a Sunday and it just makes sure that nothing gets missed. And for you as well, maybe it'll be that you need certain checklists in place, not just a weekly checklist, but for certain things that you do on a regular basis. As you go through the year as well, make sure one of the most important habits for me is that you celebrate the good. We were talking, I was talking about that earlier in terms of reflecting on the year just gone. But our psychology is very much primed to look for gaps, problems, threats, and it can lead us into... Uh, I mean, it's said that we have sort of around about forty to 50,000 thoughts every day and, and the majority of them are repetitive and negative and I believe a lot of that is because our psychology is primed to look for problems, threats, dangers, gaps, all these kind of things. Very fear-based almost and so celebrating the good as a regular habit, in my opinion, and I think there's an enormous amount of evidence for this, will actually shift your neurology so that you are become a more positive and optimistic person because you train your psychology more to see the good, you see the opportunities. And one of the things I've done now for, it is nearly nine years in fact, is at the end of every day, write down at least five good things about the day or five positives about where I am in life at the moment. Even if it's been a really tough day, make sure you do that because it is training your psychology, rewiring your neurology to look for the good that's happening, look for opportunities and positives. And that's one of the important parts, really, of encouraging yourself and being conscious about being more optimistic rather than pessimistic. As I say, there are some really uh, important reasons why our psychology is trained to be more pessimistic. And I think it's important that we, we counterbalance that. 
it is important that we look out for problems and threats, but we do this way too much. Our survival psychology is way too strong. And so we need to train ourselves to look differently at things. And with being more optimistic, it means that you can localise problems. If something goes wrong, you don't start to see it impacting all aspects of what you're doing, but you localise it. If there's a problem, you you know that you'll get around it and it will go in a short period of time, rather than thinking this problem's going to be there forever. And also, there's that feeling sometimes that of being out of control, I think particularly during the pandemic the last two years, for example, that feeling of being out of control. And there are some things that we can't control, but from an optimistic point of view, there is a lot of things that we can. So we look to change the things that we can and accept the things more that we can't change. And that's just touching on it, but I think it's well worth you spending time digging into how you can shift yourself to be more optimistic rather than pessimistic. And and I was touching then on the fact that we have an incredible amount of thoughts every day. And the very big, the big problem is a lot of our thinking can be on autopilot and, and unconscious. And I think as business people and business leaders, Um, There there was a great book I read um, a few years back called Conscious Leadership. And there is this notion of, are you actually above the line or below the line? Which, Which for me means, are you actually in a conscious state of what's going on above the line? Or have you dropped into unconscious behavior where you can be more reactive and those kind of things? Where rather than being proactive and actually the most important area to be proactive is with regards to your thinking. Because if we're having these thought patterns every day, we're we're thinking beings, we're thinking all the time. However, we have much greater control over our thinking if we can rise above it and start to observe it rather than be engulfed in it. Because one of the worst things, you know, we, we all use that, we can use that expression, can't we, about our thinking spiraling down. And that often is because we've got sucked into our thinking and followed it down, particularly if it's more negative in nature, negative about ourselves, negative about the situation. And so being more of an observer, a watcher of our thinking has been one of the most important lessons for me over the years. I wrote I read a fantastic book by Eckhart Tolle called um, New Earth. He's also written The Power of Now, similar book years ago. And one of the most important lessons I took from it was about that ability that we have that sometimes we don't appreciate to be the watcher to be the observer of our thinking rather than actually be uh, engulfed in our thinking and being controlled by our thinking so remember that we always have choices we have choices in the way that we think and when you are starting to think in a particular way that is not you know is not helpful for you pause stop find a quiet moment and recognizing yourself that you actually have a choice in that moment and you can decide to shift your thinking you can also decide to shift a pattern of behavior so if you're in a a pattern of behavior that is not helpful for you we have way greater choice than we believe and i think sometimes we disempower ourselves in fact often we disempower ourselves by believing that we don't have that choice and control that we we start to live more at the effect end of the cause effect equation for example whereas from moment to moment it is about shifting ourselves to cause both in our behavior and our thinking um, to actually 
impact ourselves in a much more positive way rather than um, disempowering ourselves and feeling that we are the victim of circumstances or the victim of our own thinking or the victim of a situation. We can always be more conscious. We always have way greater choice than we believe. And I think that's probably one of the most important lessons I would take away from this whole podcast episode. In line with this, I like the expression about being your best coach because I think we can often find in ourselves, can't we, that if we're talking to a close friend or a loved one or one of our children or a colleague or what have you, we can offer them really great advice from a place of kindness and a place of positivity. And yet we can get entrenched in our own self-talk and that ability to be a good coach somehow seems to go out of the window. So one of them, again, one of the most important things you can do is recognise when you are having difficulties with your thinking or in a difficult position and being your best coach. I mean, obviously, it's great to seek out some people who can support you and coach you and get you into a better place as well. And I think that's why it's good to share things as well when we're having difficulties. But know that you can be a much better coach for yourself as well. Be kinder to yourself. Coach yourself in the way that you would coach a close friend, a family member, a colleague. And and so do do that all the time when you find yourself from moment to moment where your thinking is going down bad paths or you're in a difficult situation, you have a challenge. Be your best coach and also seek out other people who can help coach you and support you as well. Because that journey Uh, you know, through 2022, is obviously not a journey that you take alone. And again, reach out to people, particularly if you're having a a very difficult time, reach out to people that you know and trust and know can help. Don't take on things on your own, but do that as well, though. Be Be the best coach you can be yourself. On the journey as well, it's important that we fuel our inspiration and creativity. You will, no doubt, already at the start of 2022. I've I've started my first day back today with a list of tasks to do, including recording this very podcast. And, And so you can get really wrapped up in that endless list of tasks and things that need doing and problems. And it's important to find space because creativity, our creativity doesn't typically come when we're really busy. We all know this, I think, you know, our creativity comes from those quiet moments. It could be when you're out having a walk, you'll be having a shower. For me, when I go for a swim, I often have good ideas. But that, 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 those quiet moments, even just sitting there quietly with a notepad, I've advised many of my clients in the past to just go and have a coffee sometimes with a, with a blank notebook and see what happens. Because creativity needs space. And if you're going to come up with some really good ideas and solutions to problems, you you need that space. And I think that also, look at the things that will fuel your inspiration as well as your creativity. For me, it's reading uh, books often or going on other people's podcasts or listening to webinars or going on um, sessions and hopefully this year going to actual physical uh, training sessions or meetings because we all need that input to stimulate our creativity and inspire us uh, along the way. Otherwise, I say we'll just get entrenched in the day-to-day endless task list. Unfortunately, you will always have a task list. 
it just gets added to it you know it's important to prioritize them um, but they can take you over and they can become overwhelming and i said they can dampen that creativity and that inspiration so i was talking there about maintaining uh, your creative or building your creativity and also um, inspiring yourself and, and bringing inspiration into what you do but as well as inspiration we need motivation i've heard it said before that inspiration is almost when an idea takes you you find that space where something comes along almost like um something in the wind and it takes you along on a journey you've got a great idea but the thing is then you need to take those ideas and do something with them and implement them and turn them into something and this is where it becomes more challenging i think and it's where we need to maintain our motivation our self-motivation and i think that motivation can be impacted in a number of ways i think one thing for sure is what i was talking about earlier on in this episode which is about habits and routines how you start your day because i think that how you start your day is how the rest of your day tends to map out so if you're waking up in the morning and you're hitting the snooze button four or five times and you're just sort of dragging yourself out of bed and now these days as well may not even be getting dressed and just um going down in your pajamas and just looking at what you got your emails and what you got on for the day not the greatest way to start your day and they're not the greatest way to motivate yourself but if you spot yourself out of bed early and then you've got a routine things that you do that you know will get you in a good headspace for the day because a lot of motivation is down to mindset and it's how you shift that then that will definitely improve your motivation and i think that when you are looking at the things that you want to achieve in your plans for me as well it's important to break them down if you've got one big goal for example or there's a particular uh, project that you're on with an end date and that end date might be six months in advance it's really important to have those milestones have things broken down because the more you can break them down the more you can tick off things and that motivation i think is fueled by us ticking off and achieving and so if all you've got is a six-month deadline it's going to be a lot harder to motivate yourself than if that six-month deadline becomes broken down into almost weekly um milestones and things that you want to achieve that you can tick off and say okay progress is being made against that bigger milestone so see the progress that you are making and also i think it's important if you're a leader and you're leading other people in terms of motivating them as well again celebrate the progress along the way uh, get people to recognize what they've achieved because again if all they've got is um this sort of long far off in the distance deadline to hit it's going to be difficult to motivate and also encourage your people to have better habits to start their day as well and it may be that collectively you do things to get yourself in a good headspace week by week day by day to be able to motivate yourselves as well and and certainly i think when you hit you know big things when you get a big win or whatever it might be then celebrate those collectively um it's good to do that it again we'll 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 get very very fixated on things that haven't been done the things that gone wrong the challenges the problems but um, individually and collectively celebrating the good is is a real good fuel for your motivation another thing that will help you 
on your journey through 2022 is pushing yourself more and more into a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. And I have spoken before about the work of psychologist Carol Dweck. I love her book on mindset. In fact, interestingly, I bought it for my daughter over um, over Christmas, one of her Christmas presents. She's becoming a teacher. And Mindset by Carol Dweck, if you've not read the book, is a really great book. It goes into this whole concept of growth mindset, fixed mindset, but not just in business, but in life, in education. That was the reason I bought it for my daughter, because she's becoming a teacher. And I think the more that we can help children uh, shift out of fixed mindset, the better. But in terms of you, the listener today, listening to the podcast, if you've not come across a concept before, then being in a fixed mindset means that you see yourself as fairly fixed in terms of your, I guess, your psychological capability. The skills that you have are the, you know, that you've developed so far are the the only skills that you'll now have for the rest of your life. And if you make mistakes, then you can beat yourself up for them. If you get feedback from people, you can really take it personally and be defensive. If you hit challenges on the way, you see them as roadblocks rather than things that you can learn from and, and grow and improve. And the more you can put, put, none of us are perfect. So none of us will ever be 100% growth mindset, I believe. But the more we can recognize, again, it's that conscious piece, the more we can recognize we've dropped into a fixed mindset and shift ourselves into growth mindset, the better. And when we're in a growth mindset, it means that we see ourselves as capable of improving, developing, learning new skills. It's at the heart of neuroplasticity from neuroscience is the the fact that our neurology is not fixed. We are able to rewire and change our neurology. And I think this is a really optimistic view of ourselves, that we are capable of learning new skills and developing and improving. When you make mistakes take the learnings from them when somebody else makes mistakes help them take the learning from them and move on obviously you don't want to repeat that but the more you can take stock of a mistake and understand why it happened and learn from it the better and and actually see almost mistakes as something that are in some short shape or form a blessing because you actually learn from them and you grow from them hence the term growth mindset and also if you have a challenge start to see how you can find your way through it and again for me that very much relates to seeing what you have control over and what you can influence rather than getting really preoccupied with all of the things that you can't change like a pandemic or the state of the economy or whatever it might be but what you can actually influence and change yourself in relation to challenges so the more you can shift yourself into a growth mindset for me the the greater success you'll have during the year, the more fulfilled you'll be, the happier you'll be as well. And I wanted to finish the podcast episode today with just one final thought as well. We've looked at a lot of things today. We've looked at the importance of reflecting, looking ahead, habits, being optimistic, more so than pessimistic, being conscious in your choices that you make and your thinking and being your best coach and all these kind of things. And we've just then been looking at Uh, in fueling your inspiration and fueling your motivation and developing much more of a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset but there's and there's a lot there to take in and if even if you only take two or three things from this podcast episode and it makes a change it will have been incredibly worthwhile so i'm not expecting you necessarily to do everything we've been talking about on this podcast episode 
but if you listen to it at the start of the year and you think there are two three things in here i need to work on then go away and start building on that and, and i'm more than happy if you want any advice support always get in touch but the final thing i'm going to leave you with as well is it's important to take time out during this year ahead if you're going to have a successful, happy and fulfilling year, if you're going to have the best year you can possibly have, if you're going to be the best version of you you can be throughout the year, it's important to take time out to do the things that you love and enjoy, which may be golf, it may be cycling. For me, I love music. Um, I enjoy swimming. But you need to take time out for both mind and body. You need to do some good things for your body as well like going out even if it's just going out for a walk on a regular basis or doing some form of regular exercise but actually or even just going out and, and being with nature for a while particularly when the weather starts to improve and we get to spring but going out and actually being with nature but do some things for yourself there are there are things that um, regenerate you um, there's a hell of a lot of pressure on, on us all isn't there day by day to do certain things and get through the day and do certain things and get through our tasks as I was saying earlier but getting that bit of time out that quality time out quality time out with loved ones as well making sure you have some quality time with the people that you love family and friends um, your hobbies whatever it might be make sure the year has that um, time for that in it uh, on a regular basis as well and you don't get to the end of the year thinking I didn't have a lot of time for me and I didn't have a lot of time for other people and I didn't have a lot of time for the things I enjoy one of the great lessons I had from a, a coach a few years back was to have something to look forward to every quarter in terms of either a holiday or a weekend away and typically I even through the pandemic when we've been able to I've, I've looked to do that at least getting away for a weekend or or what have you and we you know hopefully being more being optimistic we're gonna have more and more chance to do that in the coming year so make sure you get some quality time out plotted in your diary and, and the things you love doing i'm a big music fan so i've already got some gigs to lined up to go to this year but have those things that you can look forward to but also are time away from um, you know the, the normal day-to-day -day activities and a final thought for you there is when you're having that time out whether it be with your loved ones doing your hobbies whatever it might be uh, think about whether you want to completely disengage as much as possible from work and email and social media and all of those kind of things that busy the mind um, and actually make it make that quality time real quality time where you say okay I'm going to park my emails i'm going to park social media interaction particularly if that social media is work related and what have you i'm just going to actually have that that space out uh, for mind body and soul and for other people and, and not let uh, certain things i guess uh, lessen the impact or lessen the quality of that so I really hope this 30 minutes and I trust this 30 minutes has given you some things to think about and to do differently right at the start of the year because how we start the year will have a big impact on how the year maps out as I was saying earlier how we start a day uh, has a lot of impact on how the day pans out for us so make it the best you possibly can know that you have choices 
in your behavior, your habits and your thinking. And that can be different and you can make conscious choices all, all the time to make this the best year it possibly can be. I'll be back with um, other podcast episodes throughout the year. I've already got some interesting interviews lined up and also uh, some pod- podcast episodes I'll do on my own. But as I say, I trust you've really found this episode useful at the start of the year and I wish you a really successful, happy and fulfilling 2022. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.